How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. Just all nice. I know. All, all <laughs> bummed out. No, I um, I've had the gnarliest case of food poisoning I've ever oh, fucking had gosh. the last four days. So yeah, bad luck with that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's my life when it comes to medical Ugh. shit. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was from a Seven Eleven tequila. <sighs> they'll, so, they'll get you. Yep. They're so good. But they're they'll, so they'll good. They'll get you. They'll get you. When I went to my interview, I um I had to tell them because when I went on Saturday, it was like that was the worst of the days, and I had like a fever of 102. I literally, my body was like shivering, and I had no weakness. My face was like flush red from my fever. My eyes were so glossy; it looked like I smoked like Ooh. ten blunts and then put eye drops in. And so I went in there and I told them I was like. I have food poisoning. I'm going to let you right now because I'm not on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, oh, no, how'd you get it? And I was like, a 7-Eleven taquito. He's like, I hope not by choice. I was like, kind of by choice. <laughs> so I, I don't know if there's an equivalent on the East Coast. I know if you live in, like, the South America area, you know, like I've been in Florida and stuff, that's the equivalent of getting what they call a tornado at the gas station. Oh, I uh, know those. Yeah, just taquito, same thing. Um, but, you know, we're a little more southwest over here, so we think we're fancy. <laughs> but, yeah, I fucking love those things. I haven't Seriously. I haven't eaten one in a long time, but, uh, I, I mean, I grew up on gas station food. Same. For and sure. That's why, like, I've never had a bad experience. I'm actually known at the 7-Eleven underneath my apartment as Taquito Girl, or I was known. Yeah. But uh, I stopped going <laughs> <laughs> and started it back up. So I actually have a vacation food poisoning curse. Oh. Yeah, last time I went to Seattle... Uh, we ate some seafood, like, right away mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. It was somewhere near the pier, like, downtown. Like, it should have been good. And we got uh, poke bowls. And then uh, me and my buddy, we went to dinner somewhere. I ordered a beer, ordered my food. And, like, by the time my beer got delivered, I realized I wasn't feeling great. And by the time my food got put in front of me, I just, it was game over. Like, we we packed it up and and left and I was just sick for the rest of my Seattle trip and I did that going to Florida once too I uh it's got bad luck yeah it's bad <laughs> it's just bad but yeah thankfully when I'm traveling I like never have anything happen to me I don't have any wood to knock on oh. yeah fake wood don't work I always there go with go. the old the old noggin oh, when I'm old noggin yeah knock on wood and when it comes to any other medical thing, boy, oh, boy, my body just loves to harness it in yeah. and take it for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I've, uh, I'm coming off a pretty tiring week. Um, this is my first day off. Fourth of July week's busy at my restaurant because I'm at a oh, breakfast yeah, restaurant now. I didn't think it would be. I guess it, like they told me it would be, but it's still in my head. I was like, no, people, you barbecue <laughs> on Fourth of July. You don't go to a fucking... Like, 1 in the afternoon, we're still on an hour wait. What? Yeah, I worked from from open to close that day. Holy shit! So I woke up at 4.30 in the morning, uh, got to work at 6, you know, restaurant opened at 6.30, <laughs> and I was at work till 3-something. And it was crazy. I, like, I didn't have a five-minute breath 
during that day. I mean, I could kind of see it because the weather was kind of shitty during that week, and so... Yeah, like, I guess, but... But still. And it's, like, kind of a different person. Like, you kind of get those people, like, save their special $50, and it's, like, a family day, so, like... They didn't save a lot of money for the tip. <laughs> uh, I still did good for the day, but it was a rough fucking day, a uh, rough fucking week in general. Um, you know, I'm still acclimating to my new schedule. I don't sleep eight hours a night for sure, because um, I wake up at like 4.30 every day yeah, to go to work. like six average? Yeah, if I'm lucky. Oh. Doing a six-hour night, that's, that's nice. Um, that's rough. Yeah, Miranda gets jealous when I start getting sleepy, and um, we'll get really hyper and start like poking at me and like waking me up again and like she'll rile me up and then she'll fucking fall asleep (laughs) (laughs) and then I'm just riled up and like but but, you know I love her you know (laughs) so yeah today's just been uh, a really bummy day off I'm just you know if you could see me right now I'm just in basketball shorts and a t-shirt and I've got these weird clown socks on but um I'm just chilling I haven't accomplished much today hey we all need one of those days yeah yeah i did get some food in the old uh, slow cooker downstairs so. nice nice yeah. nice yeah and i crushed that you're coming here so you're coming here so i, I had to clean the house to a girlfriend appropriate level of, of guests <laughs> in our house today so well you know, i appreciate yeah, it straighten, it's beautiful straighten things up but yeah and that you know you're looking like you just got off work yeah, no, I um actually I have literally well I just got the new job so I'm starting on Wednesday but if I wouldn't have had that I would have had an entire week and a half off. Oh. Which wow. it's great but I'm not getting paid yeah, for that. Yeah, not getting paid so. that it always hurts. I was like I need to find something. Huh. Yeah. But um yeah, last four days literally just in my PJs, cuddled up in a blanket, watching Once Upon a Time. Been right. watching that show. All right. So I guess we can expect a really good story out of you this week. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and of course it was uh, influenced by my binge watching of Once Upon a Time. Oh nice, mm-hmm. nice. It's quite a good one. Yeah, that, that's about it for me. You know, just uh, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Rocking and rolling. I always think of uh, Greece when uh, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm quoting. Try to do a little head swing. L- little it. known secret, which now not be a little known secret. Grease is one of my favorite movies. I don't know if I've said Dude, that on the same. show. Or not, but yeah, I've seen it live like two or three times. Really? Oh, I love Grease. Oh, so jealous. I love Grease. I think maybe we did talk about it because I think I was talking about how uh, Summer Lovin's one of the first songs I figured out how to play on the bass. Oh. Maybe I was talking to somebody at work about that. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Summer Lovin'. Yeah, I big, have a whole song going in my head now. Oh, yeah. Big Grease fan. <laughs> Anyhow. So I named my cat after Danny Zuko. Nice. <laughs> nice. Fucking A. Fucking A. Oh, alrighty. Well, welcome, guys, to Strange People Weird World. I am one of your hosts, Anya Daniela. And of course, today we have Mr. Greg Tanner here. Woo! And, woo! <laughs> <laughs> I have fans. Fans in the room. Oh, we got fanboys, fangirls, <laughs> <laughs> fan peoples. Uh, we are rocking a two-person show today. Yeah, lame-ass Josh is in here. Lame-ass. Do you think Josh will listen to the episode? Or can we just, like, do you think it's like open season on him? Can we say whatever we want about I him? I think it's open season if he it, listens and he'll contact us. Yeah, it's a good way to find out. Yeah. You know. um, fuck you, Josh. Yeah, fuck you, Josh. I'll <laughs> behind it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Our, our friend Joe said he liked your music video, except for the cigarette smoking, too, so, ha. 
I did finally watch the music video. Super dope. It is a really cool video. Shout out to Easton. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to the show. But if you do, Easton, great job on that. Yeah, yeah, great video. Great yeah. video. And, um, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name now. Um, um, yeah, dancing. Oh, Mason. Mason, yeah, Mason's been on the show. Yeah, yeah. Mason, sweet, you killed sweet it. Sweet dance moves from Mason. I actually went out dancing with Mason and a bunch of our other friends last week on the 4th, and uh, I busted out the moves out in person. Nice, nice. Always, always captivates the dance floor with those moves. He's, he doesn't look like he... You know, he doesn't look like it when you see Mason. You don't, no. You don't expect sweet <laughs> dance moves to come out of this dirty-looking hippie. Seriously, <laughs> people all the time, like, you'll bust him out, and I see people, like, poking their friends, and they'll look, and they'll get, like, this bobbing head and start clapping their hands. I'm like, yeah, that's my homie. <laughs> <laughs> A dancing dude. <laughs> but, all right, well, we're going to get jumped What's, in. Yeah, what do we got today? Jumping through the portal into yeah. the fairytale realm. Jeez, this is cool. I never, never even thought we'd go here on this show. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. Hold well. On. Hold on one second. Okay. All right, so we're heading into the wonderful world of fairy tale, huh? Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, um, as I said, I have been completely captivated by the TV show Once Upon a Time. Um, it is a deep rabbit hole, very deep rabbit hole. I, I did watch the first season of that, like, what, 10 years ago when it came out or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quite some so. time. Um, but for people who don't know, it pretty much is just about, it's based in our world, but it's about story book characters who were sent here. Um, and so it kind of got my mind kind of rumbling and thinking, like, I wonder if there's actually any true stories behind any of our, like, enchanted fairy tales that we grew up with. Mm. And lo and behold, there is. So we are all very well aware of the infamous fairy tale of Beauty and the Beast. Now, was uh, that originally a grim fairy tale? I or? do not believe Beauty and the Beast was a grim fairy tale. Okay. Um, I know that the original one came out in the 1700s, so... That's the smartest thing I know to say about old fairy tales. Like, oh, was it a grim fairy tale? And the grim fairy tales are very grim. They're very grim. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know they they taught you a lesson, though. (laughs) Yes, they did. Like Cinderella's? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, the real ones are fucking mean. Uh, Miranda just told me the original story. I don't believe it was a grim story either, but the original Little Mermaid story... Like oh she it's like just terrible yeah like nothing good happens <laughs> it's, it is a terrible horrible story and it kind of makes me chuckle because the grim fairy tales come from like German heritage yeah and Germans have you ever heard of a uh, Krumpus yeah yeah so Krumpus my mom coming from Germany uh, would always threaten me with Krumpus growing nice, up nice. and for people who don't know who Krumpus is Krumpus is an evil. Not evil spirit, but he devours the souls of evil, like, bad children around Christmas time. You might call him Krampus because you're American and that's how we roll. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so Germans have a nice way of kind of telling morbid fairy tales and whatnot. But, um, so this one, though, is off of Beauty and the Beast. And it turned into one of the most iconic Disney love stories as portrayed, um, or for it because, oh, Hibbity jibbity Hibbity jibbity whoopity bippity bop. <laughs> have you seen the live Beauty and the Beast yet? I have. Did you like it? I enjoyed Emma Watson. Right, she's good. She's it was good. It was nice. I always am a fan for like the classic ones. I'm still weirded out by the live movies. I know we've already talked about it and my feelings about them, but The Live Lion King comes out and I have a high hopes for Gosh, that one. I mean 
Only because Donald Glover is a part of it. Donald Glover and Beyonce, but besides that, we're going to see how it goes. And, like, I... It's it's not even really live, though. It's going to be all CG. CG, yeah. So, I don't know. Whatever. So, in a sense, it's not live. (laughs) Yeah, it's really not. You're just doing a better Pixar of it or whatever. I don't know. They're just uh, redoing it. Yeah. Dude, my legs are riddled with bug bites right now. Ooh. I don't know where if I I don't know if it's from last week when I played frisbee golf or it's from these Whoa. townhouse grass fields out here where I walk the dogs. Making me itch. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> anyways, What's that stuff called? Cal, cal lotion. Calamine lotion. Yeah. Isn't that for chicken pox? I used it when I broke out in like highs from a tree. It's that pink stuff, right? Works beautifully. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna look like Patrick the Star if you slap it on. You. <laughs> <laughs> it works yeah. wonders. I've got a blooming aloe plant downstairs too. I might try Ooh. try cutting one of those leaves open. That always works. Just yeah. rub some of that on yeah, there. Rub aloe some vera. That on there. Slap it in. Anyhow, all right. Anyhow. What do we got here? All right, so. Um, <clears throat> For those of you who don't know who or what Beauty and the Beast is, it is basically a love story that defied all odds. It is about Belle, who is a beautifully intelligent young lady who is held captive by a beast, uh, and they ended up falling madly in love, despite his monstrous features. Also a quirky candlestick. Yep. Or and not really a candlestick, a candelabra, would it be? I candle holder. Candle holder. Candle yeah. holder. That's, yeah. I like the other one. Yeah, it's fancy. We're fancy here. <laughs> and the little chipped t- yeah, tea yeah, mug. Little, little quirky chipped tea mug. They got the whole quirky little yeah, uh, inventory yeah, in the yeah. house. <clears throat> Matronly, uh, the, what is it, the, the cabinet thing? You know? Oh, the big uh, dresser? Yeah, god damn, I lost my fancy <laughs> word for that. That's got a fancy word, too. Uh, our, oh. Armoire. 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 There it is. There it is. We're fancy. We're fancy. <laughs> Think he's up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the story showed love was deeper than superficial appearances, and as they fell in love, Belle was actually able to break a curse unbeknownst to her that was placed on the beast. Well, the story that we're going to get into today is more than just a fairy tale, for it's actual a real-life event dating back to the 15th century that is not as whimsical as the Disney tale is told. Oh, no. Gaston is it Gaston? Gustav. Gustav. Yeah. He 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 ends up being like a psychopathic, like sociopath. He's not even in it. Not even in it. No. Oh. I know. Not even like the magical items. Oh, broke my heart. Terrible. All right. Absolutely awful. I I guess I'll keep paying attention. (laughs) Try not to fall. Yeah. You know. Try and stay with us here, guys. All right. Um, the real beast was born a slave in 1537 on the Canary Islands, which can be found offshore to Spain. His name was Pedro Gonzalez, and like the beast from the beloved Disney movies, he was viewed as an oddity and treated as such from others within his hometown due to his abnormal appearance. Was this poor guy just, like, extra hairy or something? So... Poor Pedro had hypotrichosis, also known as Ambrus, or werewolf syndrome. Werewolf syndrome. Which is a genetic con- uh, genetic, genetic condition that is defined by an abnormal amount of hair growth in any part of the body. And in Pedro's case, this condi- condition infected his entire body. So he literally looked like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, so he's just he's so he's got a Robin Williams body and an Eddie Munster hairline down to his eyebrows, mm-hmm. and then he's probably rocking a wicked beard too. So actually, let me pull I think up this a little. I got saved a picture so we could see Mister Mister Pedro. 
Pedro. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's his, uh, so he looks more, it's like Chewbacca. Kind of. It's, he's, at least his hands are bare. Uh, they had In slight the, hair on them. All yeah. the different pictures kind of had, like, different portrayals okay. of it. Because, you know, the, the picture we're, I'm looking at now, you know, he's got a Chewbacca face, but he's got bare hands and these big black robes on. So, I mean, I feel, I feel like he could have just shaped his Chewbacca face into, like, a stylish uh, crazy man beard. And yeah. I don't know. Despite don't it being know. the 15th century. Yeah. And or, um, or at least, you know, you, you got to get funny, like Robin Williams, you know. <laughs> it's just... As an ugly man myself, I can I can assure you that uh, a little comedy goes a long way with the ladies. <laughs> and as a lady, I can confirm this. <laughs> but, uh, of course, you know, having this condition does not make anyone a beast. But in that time frame, like I said, 15th century, unfortunately, minds were very teeny. Yeah. So to them, this was like, what the fuck? Um, but due to his appearance, he was mistreated from those within his town and deemed as an oddity. He was isolated and ridiculed, and he eventually was captured at the age of 10. While contained, his captures fed him oh, a wild he, so carnivore's diet. he didn't even have diet. a chance. Yeah. So he, he, he was a hairy little boy, too. Hairy little boy who was born into a, like, slavery. Okay, so now I'm pitching more like uh, Jim Carrey Grinch character from that movie. Like oh, that, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except not, instead of brown, instead of green. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's over there shaving, cutting up his face, trying to impress a girl in class, and then he gets made fun of and freaks out. And, then and they that's enslave Whoville. Him. Like, who's making fun of him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if Whovilles are going to fucking Spaniards be mean, then, yeah, they must have been <laughs> ten times meaner, at least. Holy shit. You know, in- Inquisition-style mean. Cage this poor boy, fucking feed him oh, raw meat, God, this throw poor... animal feed at him at the age of ten. Jeez, this poor kid gets en- enslaved, basically, at ten, or captured, I guess. Captured, yeah, because he was already born into slavery. Like, sequestered. But then he was just, like, pretty much kidnapped away. Uh, God, he wasn't even good enough for slavery. That's <laughs> that's rough. Um, but his captors eventually ship Pedro off to King Henry II of France as a gift for his coronation in 1547. Yeah, French don't care about a little hair. Their women got <laughs> hairy armpits and all that stuff going on, which, you know, we're doing here in America now, apparently. That's cool, if that's your thing. Hey, man, I'm all for it. Like, my best friend, she's letting her, uh, her pits grow to whatever length they want to be. I'm just so weird with body hair. Like, even when I'm with guys who have armpit yeah. hair, I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to touch it. Uh, I don't want to touch me. But it's you can like, grow it. Like, I'm totally, totally cool with it. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to make fun of you if I see you in the streets and no. stuff. But I'm super glad my girlfriend has silky smooth legs. And, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, well, it's just, you know. For me, like, I, oh, man, if I feel the wind rustle my leg hair, it's, like, game over. Yeah. I'm such a weird texture. It's just weirdo. weird. And, and I know it's something we were, like, mm. bred to be for the norm, but, like, a nice silky smooth leg. You can't beat it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And. And more power to you if you find uh, that you're not going to shave your legs and your armpits and, uh, you know, you got yourself a man who can rub his hands. Or a lady. Or a lady. Or a they or, or whatever. A, a person. A person who rubs their hands a up and down being. your hairy legs. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, more power to you, you know. Oh, if yeah. I had a choice, like with the guys that I date, I would have them have silky smooth legs and, ar- and armpits. But Damn. that I can't have it, so I just You need let to find yourself a bodybuilder. Ah, oh, but then they're just too buff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I'm like, such a weird in between. And you, <laughs> you got to find like, uh, just like a man child, like. 
a man little child. skinny little boy looking guys who just never really developed, so they just kind of hair. Only skinny boys. Hair, <laughs> oh, well, Jesus. You, you're doomed. Yeah, I know. This is why I've been single for X amount of time. You're doomed. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Well, if you are a, a medium-sized, hairless, good-looking man... Uh, you can contact us at spweirdworld at gmail.com. Send me pictures. I will be screening you before I pass you along to Anya. Uh, you can consider me like a dating bodyguard yes. of some sorts. But yeah, if you are a, a smooth, silky man. You gotta uh, be weird. You gotta be a little weird. You gotta be a little intelligent. Uh, you know, you gotta be good looking. Gotta believe in aliens. Yeah, you gotta believe in aliens. You gotta be good enough for Anya. Um she is the co-star of a <laughs> sparsely nationally known podcast. Sparsely, <laughs> we're slivering in. In fact, minimally worldwide known podcast. Yeah. We have like one fan in like eight different countries. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, shout out to you guys. Shout out to, uh, who we hit Australia last time? I know we have one in Japan. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wasn't there one in Peru, too? I bet you there is. We got a few in South America. Peru, you want to join our crew? Yep. Uh, <laughs> of course, shout out to my Ecuador friends, Alex and Erica. Love you guys. Miss you. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. <laughs> back to uh, Beauty and the Beast. Back to our young boy, Pedro. So, <clears throat> Pedro's now in the hands of King Henry II. All right. Um, but when the young boy arrived to the king, his fate took a turn for the fortunate. King Henry did not see a beast nor a freak, but Told rather you, a Told you, French young man. love body hair. Right? He was like, come here, young boy. Well, let me give you a croissant. <laughs> but uh, he saw him more, he saw him rather as a young man. With a calm demeanor, he released him from his cage and started an experiment with Pedro. This experiment would attempt to educate and transform the young man everyone viewed as a beast into a gentleman. Allowing him to keep his name, but in the Latin form, Pedro became Pietris Gonsalves. Oh, wow. That's a pretty name. Very royal. <laughs> Pietris. Um, but he was cooked meals daily and dressed in royal threads. While under the king's guidance, he was taught to not only read, speak, and write in one language, but three. Wow. Great. Right? Great. Now the beast <laughs> is already smarter than me. <laughs> I know. I read that. I was like, Fantastic. shit, dude. He's already, like, way ahead of me. He's only, like, not even 17 at this time Oh, yet. crap. I know. We're All fucking right. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suck. But, uh, so the king gave him an education of a nobleman. He eventually became more educated than most aristocrats at that time. Petrus's social status started to climb as the royal court grew to be impressed of his growing knowledge and manners. Yet, most citizens still viewed him as less than human. Just fucked up. Just goes to show you. I told you, get funny, not get smart. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> Seriously, if you're funny, everyone's going to love you. Everybody smart, loves you. Everyone's going to hate you. Everybody hates you. Then you're, yeah, and you're weird looking and you're like a smart ass. Like, nobody's going to like you. Yeah. Or yeah. you can be, like, bad humor and smart. That's like me. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. You, as long as you got that wave of funny coming first. You right. Know? You can be smart, but you got to be charming and funny then, too. you got to add charming as yes. well. And you got to say, like, stupid jokes that counteract your, like, really intelligent thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Nice balance. Ebb and flow. Yeah. It's all about balance. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't make people think. They, they didn't want that. No. They didn't want that. You give them a drink and tell them a joke. Cover them with yeah. yeah. Don't get too smart. <laughs> yeah. Don't get too smart. I had way too many people look at me like, are you being serious? No, I don't <laughs> want to actually kill that person. <laughs> no, 
I'm not a serial killing murderess in fucking Europe. Yeah, probably. Oh, God. Um, <clears throat> all right, so now he's about 17. About 17. He knows three languages. Three languages. He, he's he's a, now a nobleman. Nobleman, but, part of the royal court. but still unaccepted by the townsfolk. Yes, but the by, royals accept him. Okay. So it's like, okay. That sounds good to me. At that time, that's what you yeah. fucking want. You, sh- you didn't need to be in the town anyways. They lived like shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were either like incredibly rich or mud. Like he literally went from being born into like a slavery yeah. to becoming a nobleman by the age of 17. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Petrus. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, though, like most fairy tales and great stories like, oh, there no. is always an unfortunate event that takes place early on within the main character's story. In this case, it was the untiming death of King Henry II. Ooh. On July 10th, 1559, the king was killed in a jousting match. Oof. I know. <laughs> Not even, you know, like a, like a boar's hunt or a battle, but a jousting match. Uh, Petrus's mentor and protector was gone, leaving him vulnerable once again to those of, those within the city. With the king dead, his widow, Catherine de Medici, stepped in as ruler. With the power in her hands, she decided to conduct an experiment, experiment of her own. She wanted to know if the beast could marry a beautiful woman, and if so, would they be able to bear children? Yet, she wasn't only curious on if they'd be able to bear children, but if those children would be like their father beasts, and if she would be able to create a wild family. So it's like, okay, she wants to find him love, but at like a weird, sadistic kind of like, can yeah. I make more of you? Yeah, still definitely experimentation yeah. is the word. Which is, it's not cool to do experiments on people without their no, knowledge. No, not, not like, cool. That's not like cool. one of the biggest uh, ethical issues within science. Yeah, yeah. Like, let, you know, let your subjects know what the fuck's going on. Right. <laughs> Be a good scientist. Um, With the new experiment set in stone, she set out to find a wife for Petrus. Petrus? Petra? Petrus, I think. Uh, Uh, Sounds like a girl's name either way. Yeah. Royal. Pedro's way better. (laughs) (laughs) She set out to find a wife for him. Her search took her to the family of a royal court servant. Within that family, she found a young maiden named Catherine. Gosh, did she at least run a bookshop? No. God damn it. No. <laughs> I was like, is there any... But she's very beautiful. So okay. I was like, okay, resembles okay. Belle in that manner. Um, <clears throat> the two destined lovers met for the very first time on their wedding day. It is rumored that it took Catherine quite some time to swallow her newfound fate, uh, which is very similar to the Disney's love story. And she soon fell madly in love with the man who everyone viewed as a beast due to his wisdom and charm. So just like Belle. Oh, so, so he was charming. Yes. Okay. Very um, mild-tempered, very respectful, very educated. And at this point, he was 17 years old and a part of the royal court. So He's doing all right for himself. Yeah, and doing she, right you know, she came from a royal court servant. Or she was a royal court servant. So they're both moving on up in the world. Yeah. Which is hard to do at that time. Very. Like, if not very impossible. Hard. Yeah, so I'm like, kudos to you guys, because that takes skill. Yeah. Um, soon after their marriage, they started to grow their family, eventually having seven children. Among the children, a couple resembled their father due to... Sorry, that, that word fucked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple resembled their father due to inheriting their genetic due to inheriting his genetic condition. 
The queen was thrilled with the outcome of her experiment, for she was successful in creating a wild family. Which is like... Uh, now what? <laughs> so, this is where it's like, ah, it's sad, man. It's yeah. sad what, like, their, their whole family had to go through. Due to everyone just being so, like, captivated by their oddity, their oddness. The family eventually ended up in Parma, Italy, um, once there was a aristocrat uh, coupe. And so they were then moved into the hands of Duke Ranuccio Farnese. So she finished her experiment and was just like, well... Yeah, so they lived, like, happily within, like, the area. Yeah. Um, and then once the coup happened, they were then, uh, became employed. But at the time, it's not really employed. You're pretty much owned by another royal family. And that royal family was of the Duke Ranuccio, and he lived within Parma, Italy. Hmm. Yeah, so he went from France back to... Now to Italy. Yeah, moving all over. Huh. Uh, but the family's oddities caused great curiosity among the people, and the Duke took advantage of this and exploited the family for his own benefit. He commissioned for several paintings of the family to be created, but none of those paintings featured the children unaffected by the condition. So not only is he now singling out the normal ones, but he's also now just using their condition as a way to gain kind of more publicity and more um, hype. And at that time, that is, like, shocking people that are core that that's actually real. Yeah. So everyone wants to see it. Not only did he exploit their family as a mere wild family, he then sent the children who shared their father's condition away as gifts, more so pets, just as, like, what happened to young... Pedro, when he was 10 years old. Um, yeah, it's kind of the feeling of being, like, it, it feels like they're pets almost. Yeah, which is very, very sad. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, he got away at this young age, but then immediately was kind of almost, like, contorted into thinking he had this freedom when really never he was just really, viewed as an object. Yeah, you're never really free. Uh, just got to live in better conditions. Yeah, and at that time... Um, upper classes, if they owned such oddities, it was viewed as, like, a very, uh, great status. Prestigious. Yes. It's kind of like the, today, if you, I don't know, live in, like, a very nice area, like Malibu or something. Yeah. It's like, ooh. Yeah. It's very prestige. But, <clears throat> Beatrice and Catherine were married for more than 40 years. They both passed away in Capa di Monte, Italy. Yet, due to Petrus not being considered a human worthy of Christian burial, his death was not recorded. It is guessed he passed around er, 1618, due to his last known mentioning of him being in the year 1917 at the christening of his grandson. And not too long after the passing of her beloved, Catherine died in 1623. The story of the Wild family spread throughout the region like wildfire, and eventually inspiring one of the most loved... Fairy tale stories that we know today, Beauty and the Beast, and sparking the creation of the story in the 1700s. Hmm. Yeah. Real life story of Beauty and the Beast. That's crazy. Definitely never knew that was real. Right? And it got me thinking, like, how many other fairy tale stories are actually based upon real events? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I have to imagine there's a decent amount of them that are. There is. I kind of fell into a little rabbit hole. And yeah. uh, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, watch myself because it's going to be, I'm already becoming a firm believer that magic is, you know, dragons are real, unicorns are real. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I definitely believe in, um, most people aren't going to know what I'm talking about when I say like chaos magic 
and things like that. Um, it, Elaborate. It has to do with a lot of. Uh, I don't. I don't know a lot about it to really speak on it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just has to do with like creating sigils for yourself, and you know, a lot of it's almost like. Um, I can't think of the word for it right now. Um, imaginative creative. Uh, kind of like creating, like, intention? Yeah, just like create, like putting the thought out there in the universe and making it happen. Oh, um, full force. But this is kind of, it's kind of more to it than that. And uh, if you're not very direct with what you want and you're not very specific with what you want, you definitely, it's one of those... It'll kind of run for its own little course. It can have, yeah, ramifications you didn't think about. Um, One thing that I've found, like, very interesting is, uh, so, coming from my background with, like, spirituality and what I believe in, and I I do believe in magic. Yeah. I think magic is something that exists within all of us and around us. So David Bowie was doing chaos magic. Oh, and really spread himself thin. Um, it was also cocaine and only drinking milk and eating peppers. But, <laughs> 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 but yeah, he was doing magic. Um, I think I said on the show before to the point where Jimmy Page was afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he sent him something as like a... He would have urine, his own... David Bowie sent Jimmy Page a bottle of his own urine and fingernail clippings to keep, so... He could retaliate if something ever happened. <laughs> Show him the truth. But even Led Zeppelin's logo is filled with sigils and things like that. And yeah, it's crazy Like when you actually start to look into it. And so before I started watching <coughs> Once Upon a Time, I was watching Charmed. And it was just very fascinating to see like our real-life reality but so many other things hidden within it. And it just got my mind thinking, like, you know, this is actually probably not too far-fetched because... Uh, I've always said, you know, nothing is ever untrue until it's been proven false. Which, there's a lot of things in this world that has never actually been proven false. It's true. assumptions. It's true. And uh, I I definitely believe a lot of great power, like physical or mental power or, you know, um, like real things kind of got, like Reiki, for example. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, Reiki is kind of healing, being able to heal the body through energy and things like that. Um, it used to be said that almost everybody knew how to do Reiki. It was just like a natural thing, but um, the Catholic Church and things like that were against it because it was evil magic or didn't go with the religion. You just got to wonder, like, what kind of stuff like that got left behind? Same with, like, natural herbs and remedies and stuff just because yeah. of our modern technology and science. And, like, you, everybody has a sixth sense. I mean, it's your gut feeling, your intuition. And it really just comes down to sharpening it like any other skill. And once you actually start to practice on it and sharpen it, you will be astonished with what starts happening. Yeah. Um, But yeah, going back to like the spell thing, I kind of was sitting one night and just started thinking in my head like, huh, spells. Spelling. Oh, shit, spelling. (laughs) And I was like, and you know, your words create your reality. So in a sense, spells are simply just words. And so anytime you say something, I mean, you're creating a spell. And that's why when people say, like, they only talk about negatives, they only focus on the negatives, they're going to have an onslaughter of just negative shit happening Absolutely. in their life. 
Absolutely. And I have witnessed that because one of my old best friends, huge negative fucking Nancy. Yeah. You you act, you literally draw it to you. Yes. And yeah. before becoming best friends with her, I was one of the most positive, optimistic people. And after becoming really like close with her, I started to adapt her mindset. And shitty things started happening in my life. Mm-hmm. And every aspect, cut off cords with her and started to shift my mindset again, everything started shifting positive. Yep. If you want a real-life example of that, I positive, everybody can think of a time you've been at work and somebody's just negative or maybe multiple people just have bad attitudes. And that can go from person to person to person until everybody's just an energy downtrodden <laughs> and shitty. And same thing, you know, a positive attitude can go from person to person to person, and you can have great energy going around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have those people who are like, they can't stand when someone's happy, and it's just yeah. because they are so clunging on to that, like, nasty yeah. energy, they're like, no, I don't want to let go. Yeah. But then when they get home, they let go, or they, like, they start to get annoyed, and then it starts to make them a little happy, and it does mm-hmm. work, uh, I don't know, good always overcomes bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's craziness, craziness. Um, I definitely, uh, there's some magic out there in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, also just nature in itself is magical. Yeah. The way things are able to come back to life after, you know, extreme, um, extreme weather or extreme climate changes and the way animals are able to morph into just even humans, yeah. so everyone's able to morph into new things to yeah. adapt to their surroundings. Oh, I just remember the more common example of Reiki, too, um, for those of you who don't believe. Uh, typically, if you hurt yourself, what's generally the first thing you do right afterwards? Say, ow, and you power you, to it. You grab it with your hands. Pay attention when you do that. Like, mm-hmm. when you put your hand over a wound or something, you're actually making it feel better. Like, it's not just in, I mean, it is in your head, but... It's not just in your head. I actually, um, so, I, because I practice Reiki and you practice Reiki. Yeah. And my Reiki master, she had a heart condition where she was on a list for a heart transplant. I was meeting with a cardiologist because if anybody knows about the medical system in America, if you're on a list for a transplant and you're not in dire need of it, you're on the list for years. Forever, yeah. And so she was on it for a couple years and then she started, she had a near-death experiment. Oh. Oh, hold on. Hey! Good job. Sorry for all the dogging today. Just Dog barking. Rough life. Oh, you know why? Because I left the, the curtain windows like where they can see stuff out the window today. Oh. They're probably just out there barking at every little thing. Talking to all the friends. Yeah. Anyways, where were you? Um. Oh, but yeah, so she had a near... She pretty much, like, had, like, a death experience, came back. Started practicing energy medicine, um, still was on the list for the energy transplant, or the heart transplant. She saw her cardiologist about a year later and had, uh, like, a follow-up done on her body to, like, see what was going on. And her cardiologist was a stun. Like, it was just completely left with, complete, left Wordless. <laughs> <laughs> Astonished. I, think I can't is what even she was going speak for. because of it. Um, no, but she was actually able to heal her heart condition wow. by using Reiki every single day on herself. Wow. Yeah, and her doctor was like, I have nothing to explain for this. I have no way to explain it. And she even, like, she was very left-brained. Um, she actually owned her own computer. I think it was, like, a computer programming 
software company. So she was very, like, she needed, like, scientific for everything. Yeah. Died, came back, flipped a switch. She was like, that's not me anymore. And, yeah, started doing it every single day. And a year later, goes in. He's like, hey, yeah, you don't have it anymore. You don't need a heart transplant. And yeah. she even was like, uh, I need, like, facts. And then she kind of went home, and she thought about it some more. And she was like, holy shit, I did that. It's amazing what your body can do. Human body is impressive. Diet and everything. And in fact, on that subject, uh, you have a podcast coming out uh, relating to these matters, don't you? I do, I do. So actually, it's it's called The Enlightened Podcast. And it is all about uh, spirituality, wellness, health, Wellness. I think I said wellness twice because that is going to be a very strong concept. So well. So well. (laughs) It's going to make it so well. But uh, no, I just want it to be used as a platform that people are able to come on and share their experiences because everybody has been faced with a lot of challenges in life. And if you don't heal those things, they will end up manifesting into physical ailments later on in life. And uh, I am a prime example of that. And I will be sharing a lot of those examples on the show. Yes. But the more you talk about it, the more you can heal it, and it's through actually, you know, connecting with others that you're able to get to a deeper level of healing, which I think as of right now, we all need. We all (laughs) desperately need. Uh, A lot of things I definitely learned, uh, especially since dating Miranda, you know, even when you think you're over certain things or you tell yourself you are and... You're not. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> Especially our generation. <laughs> yeah, like, I always tell my friends whenever something does come up, as long as you can acknowledge it, that's the first step. Yeah. And you probably, I mean, it sounds weird when you first start saying it, like, hey, this is an issue, like, it's something I'm working on, but this is an issue. It sounds better when you say that than you just reacting and flying off the handle and being an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. I, I look forward to that coming out. What well, you said... I was hoping July 1st, but uh, with moving and having to drop a shit ton of money for the house. This summer, you this can look forward. Yes, I to want it out podcast. before August. Um, it, she'll be uh, under, under the brand uh, Joseph and I are working on, and uh, I, um, I'll probably end up helping her, helping you out. Her, I don't know how to refer to you. <laughs> We're talking to you. But um, I might help her out with some editing and... Um, putting it out on uh, Spotify and iTunes and all that. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to getting that out on the air. Uh, you'll have the Enlightened Podcast coming soon. You can also listen to All D20, uh, a really cool Dungeons & Dragons podcast, great story going on, uh, amazing sound quality and production quality coming from Joe Musso. Uh, nothing like what we're doing right here <laughs> in our in our blanket studio. And also follow their <laughs> Instagram. I don't even play Dungeons and Dragons, and but their Instagram's memes great. Yeah. get me laughing yeah. every single time. <laughs> yeah, the all, all D20 Instagram is fantastic. The great memes constantly. Uh, I think Joe and Felicity, his wife, run that. They great do content, a, guys. Yeah, they do a great job. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, you could, guess you could follow our Instagram, too, at SP Word World. Yeah, um, it's, pretty, uh, it's pretty rad. We're trying think, to get better about posting. Yeah, you know, Anya and I are kind of tag-teaming it, I guess. Man <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're working on it. So... But yeah, so you got good stuff, good stuff out there, good stuff coming, and um, Josh is working on getting his life together right now. He just made a move and changing jobs and things like that. So, you know, life happens, and uh, we'll make sure this show's still coming out to you every other Wednesday, though. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that you guys are uh, thinking, wow, that's weird. That is some, that's some weird, wild stuff right there. That's some what uh, that's what we like you to be thinking. And uh, anything else? Um. No, I mean, 
We said our Instagram. We said our uh, we said our goodbyes. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, there's only one last thing. What's that? Keep it <laughs> weird. Keep it weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. Nice.